Greetings to you all this morning. Um, I can say that <clears throat> I have already been ministered to, and I praise God for that. Um, what I have prepared here is is basically just a continuation of what we have had, I guess. I, not that that I planned it. I didn't. I didn't realize um, how closely the Sunday school lesson would connect with this. But uh, <clears throat> I appreciated what was shared. Um, was agreed with it all. And there's there's one verse that keeps coming back to my mind. Um, in connection to forgetting that which is behind us. Um, and my reference is a German verse, so I was not able to find it actually, but it, it speaks, instructs us to not forget the, the past cleansing of former sins. Um, so I agree we, we we want to forget the past in in the sense of not dwelling on the past and uh, but you know it is a a uh, frame of reference for us um, but that which we definitely do not want to forget is is the cleansing from our sins. Um, <clears throat> so I've titled this "The Lord Shall Fight for You." Um, there's there's more to be said than that than just that, but um, that is the the key I would like for us to take away from today's sermon. Um, so that is found in the account of, of the children of Israel when they approached the Red Sea um, soon after they left Canaan. I am not historian enough that I am able to tell you how long that was. I don't think it was a very long time. But um, if we can visualize their situation, you know, they were approaching the Red Sea. I imagine they could see it. Uh, and the way I understand, there were like mountains on either side of them, which prevented a, an escape from the Egyptians closing in behind them. And they more or less panicked. Um, you know, they, they were trapped and um, in all sense of, of the physical world, they were trapped, you know, they, they had no escape route and they had no, they had no plan. They, um, they were not 
you know, they found themselves in a situation they were not prepared for, a situation they had not anticipated, and and yet there they were, and um, and and they responded out of out of their carnality in all reality, and and I don't know that it really could have been different at that time, but um, we can see that today, and so what they said to Moses there. Um, when they realized the situation they were in, they said, Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? So back in Egypt already, they, they told Moses, Just leave us alone. You know, we're okay. We'll just serve the Egyptians. Don't, don't bother. Okay? Now they're saying, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should have died in the wilderness. I think the thought there is that it would have been better to, to serve under that bondage and live than to be killed out here in the wilderness. So if we, if we think of that situation... Um, you know, we, we find ourselves all of a sudden uh, in a position or in a situation um, like that. Something we didn't anticipate, something we didn't plan for, something we're not, we're, we're really not prepared to, to handle. Um, and we, we certainly didn't devise it. We didn't design the, the plot. And so, what is our response? Egypt, or the, not Egypt, but the Israel complained. They, they blamed Moses and uh, What is, what is our response? And, and so, I guess the, the basis for this came from my experience of early last week. I found myself, I found myself in a situation where I, I think I felt like Israel must have felt that day. Just, it just, I mean, I, I literally felt like everything was just closing in on me and, and I had no choice. Um, every way I turned, I was, I was, uh, I just I just met the same uh, the same instruction I guess um, I had things to do that I did not want to do I was I was unwilling to take upon me the responsibility 
that was being asked of me. Um, it looked, it looked very heavy, and and in my mind, um, I should not have been the one that needed to do it all on my own, but. At the same time, I knew that that I needed to surrender to that. I needed to be willing, but I was not. You know, I was I was convicted of it. I I felt that. You know, in all reality, it's God's will that I surrender. That I. That I serve um, in that calling, but I didn't want to. Um, it was hard because all the appeals I made for relief were in vain. Um, you know, I. I did not get any support in, in uh, the way I was thinking about it, and so finally I was just, I was just like Israel was. I was trapped. There was no. the The way ahead looked impossible for me. I could not escape to the right or the left, and time was coming rushing in. I was I was just trapped. So, you know, time just kept pushing, 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 pushing. And uh, so I, I did my duty, but I was still not willing. Um, so of course I was not, I was not serving in love and Evening came and, and I was simply a wreck. You know, I was, I was still not surrendered. I was depressed and, and there was just, it was just a hopeless situation for me. Um, you know, all the reasoning that that I was clinging to was invalidated. And even, even the devotionals are, or scripture that I read just heaped on more conviction. So, Finally, even though it, it looked hard and it didn't seem fair to me, I, I finally did surrender. 
and uh, no, I didn't. I still could not see the end. I, I didn't know how it could possibly turn out okay. The only thing I knew was that I needed to give up my unwillingness. But then, you know, after I surrendered my will, I could again be at peace. My family responded with with love and compassion, which earlier I didn't realize. I think probably it was there, but I wasn't getting what I wanted, so it didn't feel like it. But now, you know, I was, I was again ready to, to serve in love. And so that's my story. And I, I'm fairly confident that most of you at least also have a story that that fits into that pattern. Um, it may be even more intense, or it may be less intense, but but I, I just do believe that we all face such situations, and, and why is it? Um, why, did, why did God... Um, hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he pursued Israel after, they had, after he had finally let them go. Um, the Bible is clear in, in the why of that. He said that I will get me honor on Pharaoh or something like that. Um, so, I think also it was for the benefit of of the children of Israel, that they, that they learned to trust him. You know, he, he brought them out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Um, and so soon they were, they were in a situation and their first impulse was to blame Moses and to complain. God wanted them to, to turn to him and to trust him for deliverance. Um, so I find that that carnally we respond with feelings um, and those just judging by what I ex have experienced those feelings um, you know if, if we're not getting what we desire 
if things don't go the way we would like them to, um, however your situation may be, but um, the pattern I see is that that the carnal response is to respond in in anger or out of despair, maybe. Um, Self-pity is a, is a big thing. Um, defeat or maybe just a, a dark gloominess that, you know, that's, that's our response to the situation that, that we're not prepared for, that we don't want or... Um, that comes upon us unexpectedly, that does not seem to be favorable for us. But that is not uh, God's will for us. And I came across a writing that I would like to insert here. Um, Just says, you're holding a cup of coffee when someone comes along and bumps into you or shakes your arm, making you spill your coffee everywhere. Why did you spill the coffee? Your, our normal response is, because someone bumped into me. That's not the right answer. You spilled the coffee because there was coffee in your cup. Had there been tea in the cup, you would have spilled tea. Whatever is inside the cup is what will spill out. Okay? Therefore, when life comes along and shakes you, which will happen, whatever is inside you will come out. It is easy to fake it until you get rattled. So we have to ask ourselves, what is in my cup? When life gets tough, what spills over? Joy, gratitude, peace, and humility? or anger, bitterness, victim mentality, and quitting tendencies. Life provides the cup. You choose how to fill it. Today, let's work towards filling our cups with gratitude, forgiveness, joy, words of affirmation, resilience, positivity, and kindness, gentleness, and love for others. So... <clears throat> I just found that to be so very true. You know, I didn't, I didn't respond in, in anger because of the, of the situation. I responded in anger because I'm an angry man, I guess. You know, um, it was the, the anger within me that spilled out when I got bumped. And I just, you know, it's, it's not easy to, to say that and, and we tend so much to, to sugarcoat the truth. Um, it's much easier for me to say that I struggle with anger than it is for me to say that I'm an angry man.
So, the um, what we had in in the Sunday school lesson, the the fellowship of uh, Christ's resurrection, however that was stated, the the thing of of being crucified, our our self, our flesh, our everything that comes naturally, being crucified and and living in the power of God. Um, that is the only way that that we can. Um, that we can spill um, joy, gratitude, peace, and humility rather than anger, bitterness, victim mentality, and quitting tendencies. It, it takes God's grace to, to be filled with, with the positive. So, <clears throat> that is the the hard side of of the topic I guess um, so Israel complained and blamed Moses for bringing them out into the wilderness and having them uh, just to be killed out there um it's interesting that, no, that was later, sorry. Okay, so how did Moses respond to that, um, to their complaining and, and uh, you know, blaming him for doing this to them? So in Exodus 14, uh, chapters 13 and 14, Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Um, that is what God desires of us. There will be situations. Um, there's really no. Um, there's no getting around that. Um, I think that what we need to do is, is to welcome those situations, but respond. Um, respond in love and. And to to see it as um, God providing for us, He is He's refining us. He's He's taking us to a a new level of faith. Um, there is a struggle, you know. Um, 
we dare not just pretend that, oh, everything's okay, because our, our flesh does not die easily. Our, our mindset is not easily changed. Um, so there, there is a struggle. But we need to, to surrender and let the Lord fight for us. Um, we see in Paul's life, uh, recorded in, in 2 Corinthians 12, where he had the thorn in the flesh, and he prayed three times that the Lord would take it from him. Um, and we know well the response that he got. You know, the Lord didn't take that from him. He just told him, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I like Paul's response. Um, he said, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of God may rest upon me. So, that is, that is a, a high calling um, that we can that we can glory in our infirmities uh, and, and realize that, that in those infirmities, as, as we surrender that and, and let God carry on in our life, um, His power, the power of God rests on us. It, uh, it, it takes us through. That was verse 9. In, in 10, Paul continues, um, For when I am weak, then am I strong. Um, when, we, when we acknowledge our weakness and, and surrender that, surrender what we think is strength, when we surrender that to God, then he gives us of his strength, and we can, in in love and in peace, um, move forward. The situation still may be difficult, but but we think differently about it. We we feel differently about it. We're doing it out of a different mindset. Um, The, the peace that we can experience um, in that surrendered state um, passes our understanding. You know, it is it is um, a, a blessed state to be in. Um, this morning, in paging through the hymnal, I came across a song that that I don't know, um, but the words fit right in here. Um, it is 
Song number 365, I have yielded myself. And the chorus says, Yes, my heart say, says, Amen to thy will, Lord, and I know that thou lovest me still. While I bow low in humble submission, and my heart says, Amen to thy will. That is where we... Uh, where we want to be, where we desire to be, and where God would have us be. Second Corinthians thirteen four um, contains a message that um, really stood out to me in in studying this. Um, it's speaking of Christ. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Um, and so to me it is it's just saying that um, that I... You know, the, the same as Christ was crucified in weakness. And um, I'm not sure how to expound on that in itself. But the, the next uh, statement, For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. To me that is speaking of... Um, recognizing that 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 I am weak you know um, I and myself don't have the the strength and the power of Christ but I shall live by the power of God <coughs> so I I am weak in the sense that I don't have naturally the strength of God but but in that strength I can live um, but by God's grace um, I can live empowered in him then in verse 5 it says, uh, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. So, as we examine ourselves, uh, you know, have we have we died? Have we um, put off the, the thing that our flesh desires? And have we chosen to follow Christ even though that there's, there's walls all around us? Um, 
even though that we we can't see the way ahead we we cannot it, it seems like there's there's just no way to move forward can we um, can we trust god and and let him provide and and lead us through that not knowing where we where we end up not knowing what we encounter on the way but just simply trust him do we have that faith because really we don't want to be anywhere else we want to be in god's will we want to have him lead us so are we willing to go through where he takes us <clears throat> um, may we continue forward knowing that God is on our side he delights in our surrender and works mightily in that not only to our benefit, but to the honor and glory of his own name. Um, I want to read from Acts chapter 3, several verses. The first 10 verses of Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Okay, so now we go to verse 16. Well... The, the people uh, marveled at what happened, and, and Peter noticed that and, and started speaking to the people now instead of to the lame man. And, and uh, verse 16, he, he's telling the, the people, the crowd, um, well, maybe I should start in, in 14. 
But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. <clears throat> and his name, the name of Jesus, through faith in his name, hath made this man whole, this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So, just a, a very profound expression of of being strengthened through faith. Um, like I just finished saying, that um, we don't know what is ahead. It may look it may look bad, you know. But we know that that is the way we need to go. And can we in faith trust God to take us through that? And um, you know, it, it is a challenge, but, but that is where God would have us be. That is what he desires of us. And he wants us to, to trust him. Um, in Romans 15, we find um, verses 1 to 5. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us so please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded, one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, we heard this morning about um, um, well, in, in devotions, the thing of um, washing one another's feet, um, serving one another, you know, both receiving and giving. Um, so, this is speaking of of giving. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, and and not to please ourselves. You know, it's it's all about reaching out, uh, serving others. Let every one of us so please his neighbor. And I don't think that is necessarily meaning the man living down the street from us, but it includes him, but it also means um, one another in the family, uh, in the congregation of the church, uh, 
the workplace, wherever we find ourselves. Um, we don't need to um, necessarily cater to every whim, but our heart needs to be um, to to be helpful uh, to to look more on the things of others than on the things of ourselves. Um, in verse 4, for whatsoever things were written for time were written for our, not, for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Um, and that hope is a, a hope that that fadeth not away, but is reserved in heaven for us. You know, the... Like in the summertime when it's dry, we see clouds coming up and we hope it rains and, and the clouds dissipate and the sun shines and, you know, there's no chance of rain anymore. So that hope has faded away. The hope we're speaking of here is one that does not fade away. But it, it was just so refreshing or inspiring to me to to realize that that the the hope that we have uh, it, it does not fade away. It, it is actually reserved for us in heaven. Um, So, even though that, that our flesh um, selfishly um, clings to our personal agenda, which causes turmoil, it destroys my peace, steals my joy, Whereas sacrificing that, giving up my personal agenda, the things that I want to do and, and allow God to uh, direct my life, <clears throat> if I can... can uh, be washing others' feet. If we can all practice that, um, then then we are in a in a position where we can, in a united way, um, glorify God. Um, and and let's never forget that that the Lord is fighting for us. You know, um, referring back to um, to the words of 
Moses, um, where he said, uh, Fear ye not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Okay? He shows us a way. When, when, the, when the time is right, when we move forward in faith, he will show us the way. Um, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. You know, don't, don't express those dark thoughts. Don't, don't go there. Know that the Lord is fighting for you. So, in conclusion, um, I don't know, I, I'll have to read this, um, but these thoughts came to me in, in poetic form, so that's what I have. And I, I titled this, Oh My Soul. So, speaking to my soul. Let battles come, for come they will. Fight not your own, but stand ye still. Fear not those who would conquer you, but trust, have faith, he'll lead you through. It's mine to see how the Lord will save. Reveal his glory to the praise of his name. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is a wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Abundant grace flows to me from above. Be strong, my soul, and in the power of his might. Go forth in love. Fear not. Be not afraid. The battle is... The battle is not mine, but God's. So that is my desire for us all. Um, God is on our side, um, even in our darkest hour. And I think the more often we can remind ourselves of that, um, the easier it will be. Um, so that is all I have. I, I'm, open for testimony or correction at this time.